Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. This is your host, George Muniz Gunn. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about ableist immigration laws, in particular with two specific countries, Canada and Australia. Many people don't realize, but a lot um, places like Australia and Canada in particular will not allow you they still have laws in place that prevent people with developmental disabilities, intellectual disabilities, such as autism and ADHD and many more, to immigrate into their country because they're deemed a burden on the taxpayer. And this is addressed in... Um, a paper by Roy Haynes, PhD, Associate Professor of Social Work at Carleton University. Uh, he wrote a paper called None is Still Too Many, an Historical Explanation, Exploration of Canadian Immigration Legislation as it Pertains to People with Disabilities. And in, there are a few pieces of, of this that I would like to read. Um, there's one here. While significant legislative changes have been instituted to address immigration policies which were once racist, sexist, and or homophobic, no similar changes have been made to address ableist immigration legislation. As a result, Canadian immigration legislation continues to deny or restrict immigration opportunities for people with disabilities, as case studies will attest. By developing in the, this history, it is hoped that readers will address important questions about the ethics of the continued discrimi discrimination against potential immigrants with disabilities and the ethics of decision-making processes which devalue the lives of people with disabilities. Similar to previous legislation, the 1967 Immigration Act was rooted in ableism. For example, while the white paper suggests that impairments alone should not be deciding uh, deciding factor in permission to immigrate to Canada, people with disabilities remained within the prohibited class designation. Yes, you heard that right. Now, let's move on to Australia. I'm going to read a piece from uh, a website, Australian Greens, um, which talks about Australia's immigration, uh, ableist immigration laws. Australia's immigration system is exempt from the Disability Discrimination Act. These discriminatory rules are weaponized and ensure that disabled people are treated unfairly. This has led to unjust deportations of disabled children born in Australia and denies disabled people the opportunity to immigrate here. And there was, I also wanted to mention uh, a recent case uh, of an uh, a Korean family with an autistic son that was born in Australia that was being, uh, the Australian government was threatening uh, with deportation I believe this was last year, a uh, seven-year-old, uh, this is from Nine News Australia, by the way, there's an article on this if you Google uh, Autistic Australian Deportation Case, um, 
it will show up. Uh, the title of the article is Autistic Australians Condemn, Condemn Disgusting Visa Decision. Um, and disgusting is put in quotation marks, which upsets me because um, they were, as I will tell you, they were uh, trying to deport this kid just because he had an autism diagnosis and he was deemed a burden on the taxpayer. Um, he was born in Australia, but has been uh, he had Korean parents and he was deemed a burden on the taxpayer, causing the Department of Home Affairs to deny his family application for skilled regional visas. And the Korean family, uh, his entire family was facing de deportation after living in Australia for more than a decade. Uh, unless Immigration Minister Andrew Giles or Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill chose to intervene in the case. And huge shout out to Australian actress and activist Chloe Hayden, who, um, in full support of the Lim family, called on the government to allow them to stay in Australia. And eventually, thanks to her and the work of other autistic advocates, this family was eventually granted um, permission to stay in Australia. But that is one small victory in a very rotten system. And this happens to many families on a daily basis. This, as I just mentioned, we have outwardly ableist immigration laws still in places like Canada and Australia. And these are the ones that we know about. These are the ones that have been documented. Because ableism is still present in many places. And it's not always overt ableism. It's not always obvious kind of ableism. It's not where people openly express that they that say that they don't like disabled people or it's it's not just that it is systemic it is ingrained it is ableism that people do on a daily basis without even realizing that it is ableism and i think that there's there are just a lot of people out there that fail to um to grasp that they think that ableism is just saying that you don't like the disabled person or using the R word or whatever, and it's not. It's, I mean, that is, of course, a very overt, um, very direct kind of ableism. I am talking about what I talk a lot about in this podcast, and I'm what I'm talking about with this, um, with these immigration laws is the invisible ableism the 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 more succinct ableism the not the the ableism the, the hidden ableism i should say because it's only invisible because people don't want to see it hidden ableism is what i talk a lot about on this podcast so yeah i just wanted to do a brief episode to talk about these shameful disgusting immigration laws and it is just appalling to me it is the sad thing is it's not even that appalling that a major news network, mainstream media such as Nine News, would put disgusting, uh, when we, we talk about, they put in there, they put disgusting in, in quotation marks when we talk about um, 
Like, why not just say, with no quotation marks, autistic Australians condemn disgusting visa decision, because that is what it is. It is outward ableism. And there is outward ableism out there, and news media, mainstream media companies, they, they put quotation marks over disgusting, because that, and that implies that they don't necessarily agree that it might be disgusting, or that there is a, somehow an argument for that not being disgusting. Can, can we just take a pause and think about that? How the way that these um, headlines are written makes you think that it's debatable. It makes you think that there's a legitimate argument for outright uh, ableism not being disgusting. That's what I'm also trying to get at with this episode. So yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you were able to learn something from it. I hope you were able to get something from it. And I hope it makes you upset too. And I hope it encourages you, um, either a disabled person yourself or a family or a family member or a friend or an ally, someone that wants to be a true ally to disabled people. I hope it makes you encouraged to reach out to your your local people to like spread the word to advocate for change as well because we are tired of carrying the load we need help we can't row the boat on our own and i stress that a lot on this podcast so once again thank you for listening um and i hope you enjoyed this episode once again and i will see you next time thank you